I look like a nightmare. Hello everyone, I'm going to see you all. I hope I'm just doing it. And uh, thank you for joining us today in the CCP Roundup. Joining me today, I'm Rashan Tarepa, the host of Tarepa Bigger Podcast. And today, I'm going to see you all the hottest news from the week. Hi Rashan, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Very interesting week and uh, can't, get, uh, can't wait to get started. So India's biggest export starters really can't stop raising any more funds. And the world's largest content retailer can't stop growing small businesses in India, right? Yeah, plenty of interesting things to discuss. Alright, so but before we jump into this week, now let's talk about the two episodes that we put out this week, right? Um, from your conversation with uh, Satya, this is very reminiscent of me, right? It took me back to the time when I got my first computer ever. Uh, I think that was in class 4. Uh, you know, Dad and I were picking the mind around getting it upstairs and it dropped. Right? But from those times, seeing how, you know, changes ever, lovely concepts, but internet, right? The video living our lives, in fact. Imagine uh, ordering something online, having a yellow pages value online back in 2005, right? This, this, this really fresh perspective actually how things have evolved. Uh, but what was, what was it like talking to Kashyap on being a co-ed entrepreneur? Yeah, uh, so listening to Kashyap was uh, like listening to a professor of startups. Uh, I mean, he has been there and done that uh, more than a few times, right? Uh, and very accomplished person as well, uh, founder, investor, and author also, right? Uh, what was amazing is how he has retained his day zero mindset. Uh, we often talk about this as a key lever for success at startups, right? But uh, it was phenomenal to see this uh, with someone who spent 20 years building startups, uh, has exited three times and is on to building his fourth startup right now, right? Uh, he was very candid, uh, uh, was uh, you know, open to admitting the fact that uh, the first version of the product failed and what it did afterwards. Um, to me, I think it's a primer on anyone who wants to understand how to go from uh, an idea to a product to a company, right? And also the, the company itself is doing some phenomenal work. Uh, Hypertrack is an API first company, uh, and we spoke about nuances of uh, building that uh, sort of a company. We've covered that earlier uh, with Ketu, where uh, you know we spoke more on the sales and distribution side of things, but uh, I think uh, uh, this one is more of a product than uh, a builder's perspective. Uh, certainly, uh, definitely catch uh, this episode if you haven't listened to it. Right. So, the first news of the week, uh, both the homegrown era where Auditech Bank has raised the case to seek work from Colton Ventures to build the next generation of audit products. And the digitally native brand in India, both have consistently been breaking barriers and sectors traditionally dominated by established global banks, making Indian brands on top. In addition to solidifying its position in the Indian market, both has also emerged as the fifth largest wearable brand globally, according to a report by IDC. Both also continues to achieve rapid growth in revenue, which has reached 100% over growth in revenue over the past several years. In recent years, it also doubled its employee strength and established a local R&D center in Bangalore. So, Rashi uh, Colton is one of the world's top companies in wireless technologies, right? And they have had great success in venture investing as well. What do you make of the portfolio itself? Yeah, so before I get to both, let's talk about Qualcomm. Uh, the fund itself is 20, billion, uh, 20 years uh, old, right? Uh, I remember attending uh, an event way back, I think, 2009 or 10, right? Uh, 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 my couple of recollections uh, from that event is the fact that someone brought up this statistic that less than 10 or 15% of people actually use their contact list in India, uh, right? Uh, I think that those were the feature phone days. And also, uh, seeing the Baba Jobs uh, founder, uh, he was super cool guy, man. I mean, uh, you know, everyone had one shirt pants and come and this guy was in a leather jacket totally rocking the scene, right? Um, uh, so, Qualcomm uh, invests in, uh, in 5G, AI, uh, enterprise cloud and so on, right? Uh, and they have more than a few investments on the consumer side also. Uh, and if you look at some of their successes, I mean, these would be really enviable companies, right? Uh, uh, they did the Series A and beyond uh, in Zoom in Ring, in uh, MI, Fitbit, Cloudflare, uh, and others. Now, all of these companies, any portfolio, any fund would uh, really like to have these uh, startups in their portfolio, right? Uh, so, Qualcomm has done phenomenal work uh, and has been pretty active in the Indian uh, ecosystem as well. Uh, so, props to them. Uh, Boat itself has a very interesting story. Um, I think Aman comes from a business family. Uh, I think his family was in the electronics business. And both started as a B2C brand uh, selling on Amazon. He noticed uh, uh, that the Apple cable would uh, kind of break at the charging end, right? And typical Indian Zubar, we kind of use all this tape and whatnot and, uh, uh, you know, uh, try to make it work, right? Uh, but uh, I think that is the niche that they entered in. Uh, they, started making char- uh, they started selling charging cables on Amazon. And since then, they've grown to this whole portfolio of audio products, right? Uh, um, so that's really, really amazing. Uh, you know, consumer hardware market. Uh, consumer market itself is a dog fight, right? It's a very competitive market. And on top of that, hardware market especially is a, is a very, very competitive market uh, where you're fighting for shelf space and mind space and whatnot. And typically, they end up having countless number of SKUs and kind of spreading themselves quite thin. And new product development is very critical, right? Um, to me, the broader point is how, as a country, as entrepreneurs, we're moving from services to products uh, uh, quite effectively. And then we're also making a change from makers to, to sellers, right? Uh, I, I believe that, you know, we've always been very good builders, uh, we've always been very good engineers and so on, but I think we're getting good at selling and branding and marketing right now. Uh, testimony to that is, you know, Aman and Samir, both the founders are from a marketing background, and they've managed to build a lifestyle brand, right? Uh, they call their uh, consumer sportheads, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, their brand also, I mean, they, it's, a, it's a very sexy kind of a brand, it's a premium brand, it's not a cheap uh, uh, alternative asset. So they sponsor the fashion week, uh, they have uh, Hardwick Pandya, KL Rahul of the Indian cricket team as their, um, uh, as their you know, uh, uh, the faces of the brand itself. And on the business front also, they've done phenomenally well, uh, right? Uh, 
I think the clock, something like 700 crores uh, in uh, FI20, which is more than double of what they did uh, the year before. And the business has been profitable for five years straight, right? Uh, so I think the, uh, the latest amount of uh, funding that they raised and they valued maybe about a third of the company uh, is to basically move, uh, uh, is to backward integrate, right? So basically uh, start doing the design, the manufacturing, all of those stuff, uh, uh, and they want, want to move that out of uh, China and dealing from there, right? Uh, so that is uh, really the, uh, the motivation behind this fundraise as such. Uh, I think in one of the interviews, uh, Samir had also stated manufacturing PLIs, uh, which we spoke about earlier, uh, on uh, one of the roundups as a key motivation for that as well. So uh, those kind of things are starting to unlock. I mean, you're going to see all these uh, uh, type of movements going forward, and... Uh, Again, it's another short and arm for D2C guys, right? I mean, although uh, both has a distributor network right now and uh, they do both uh, two distributors and two consumers directly, uh, the fact that, you know, D2C has uh, uh, de-bottleneck distribution uh, to platforms and so on and so forth and consumers are more aware, uh, consumers are uh, willing to spend that kind of uh, discretionary income on these new brands, uh, means that, you know, this place is going to be really, really exciting and all the best to both. Right. Now, let's add on to the point that you mentioned. Just a couple of years earlier, India was very dependent on Chinese companies for all their, you know, cable headphones requirements. And I think uh, both has very nicely tapped into the market and made it uh, making their run, even before making their existence. So, yeah, more power to them.
Um, if you look at the sources of financing, right? I mean, these are let, let's assume it's a trading product of business. Now, typically they are asset light, right? Typically they have to pay upfront for uh, goods and whatnot that they have to sell, right? And there is no point in uh, equity or owning equity in such a business or whatever because uh, uh, again, it's not IP innovation as such, right? So, what will these people do for uh, loans and whatnot uh, for cash flow? Uh, this is a very very good alternative, right? Uh, which is to show their receivables and gain financing uh, from banks and NFC, uh, NBFCs, right? Um, and at the other end, uh, you know, these banks and NBFCs also have access to creditworthy folks, right? And uh, I always believe that should be more competition on the financing side of things. Uh, it overall is a huge net positive uh, uh, for India and entrepreneurship itself. Uh, we've kind of spoken about this in the revenue-based financing uh, episode that we did uh, with Prasanna of uh, Upeka, right? Uh, that could be an interesting parallel to whatever MLX is doing, right? Uh, but, but of course, I mean, that is focused on SaaS businesses. Uh, but very similar dynamics and uh, overall huge net positive. Right. So, uh, Digest has raised over $1 billion from investors led by Darren Fund, Facebook profile and Wallace Service, D-Capital Group, and U.S. Great Investment Fund, X-Fund, 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 the latest fund is value the company at 15 billion dollars. Now, over the past year, uh, Rambo Chemin is talking about Baidu's acquiring Akash. So, this fund has been used to uh, finance that acquisition itself. Uh, the government has predicted multiple times earlier Baidu's is raising a lot of money to grow. What do you make of this? Well, uh, first of all, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Edward O'Sullivan are part of another company again, right, together. Uh, you know, for, uh, it brings back memories of uh, the movie Social Network and uh, uh, the book also, The Accidental Billionaires. Uh, so, Baidu's will raise more. I mean, we've said this uh, before as well, right? There's massive consolidation happening on uh, India tech sector, and they will use this money to corner supply, uh, right? And uh, I think between Baidu's and Anakir, it will be like a two-horse race, uh, right? And, uh, you know, as I said before, picture of the bucket, right? Uh, there's plenty more that will raise. Uh, I won't be surprised if there is another 200 million in the next couple of weeks or so, right? Um, look, uh, quick comments. I know we've covered this before, but education itself is a hundred billion dollar market in India, and of which online education is about five percent or so, right? Uh, these are stats in a peak COVID world. I'm not sure, you know. I, I'm, in fact, I'm certain that this will have gone up uh, uh, post 2020, right? Um, and we have the largest educatable population, right? For lack of a better uh, phrase, because we have about 500 million people in the age range of five to 24, 24 years, and uh, you know, I've said this often enough that in India, I think we will skip the whole in- institutional building through this kind of innovation, right? I don't think that uh, the likes of Stanford or Harvard or whatever else is going to get built in India uh, uh, in the near term, right? In the mid to near term, I would say, right? And it's, it's going to be the likes of and, you know, and, and so on, we're going to educate the population, right? Um, see, in terms of ambitions itself, uh, uh, there will be multi decacon businesses built in tech. Uh, because, you know, India has some of the best teachers in the world, uh, right? And uh, if we can teach uh, people in Bombay, Chennai, or wherever, or Jaipur, or wherever, right? Uh, we can teach people in Boston, or, uh, you know, in Prague, or elsewhere, as well, right? Uh, so these businesses, um, you know, don't be fooled by the large enough domestic market that we have. Uh, I think the world is their oyster, right? They will look beyond India for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, interesting thing that happened last year, uh, I mean, last week, the whole Grab 40 billion spark has shown that, you know, the ambitions can be sky high, right? Uh, and that route is always open. Uh, and uh, I do hope that, you know, these businesses find a way to listen in India, uh, because, you know, we would all love to own a piece of their business, right? And it would be a huge net positive for India. But uh, uh, I don't think people are limiting their, uh, uh, their ambitions uh, for the operational or logistical uh, things anymore, right? So, which is, again, you know, very exciting times ahead. So, uh, I was looking at some stats uh, in the US. 
Uh, in the age range of 18 to 50, one fourth of uh, people, you know, uh, have their meals uh, through some kind of order, uh, ordering and delivery, right? And one third of this one fourth is through an app. Uh, I presume that it will be higher in India, right? Uh, on the app usage front, uh, right? Because I think technically, uh, technology-wise, usage-wise, I think we've kind of leapfrogged. Um, so, Swiggy says uh, that they will add about 300 million users, uh, I mean, sorry, 500 million users in the next 10 to 15 years. I think that's a conservative estimate, I would say, right? Uh, they've also recovered uh, to pre-pandemic uh, levels in terms of their order, order volumes, GMV, and so on. Uh, if you look at the food delivery market itself, uh, Zomato has about 40%, I think 38 or so, and Swiggy has 27%, right? Uh, Look, the next level of evolution that's going to come, uh, right, is going to be super interesting uh, through the use of cloud kitchens and all of that. Uh, these folks will start investing in uh, uh, things like that, uh, right? In fact, I mean, they've already done, uh, you know, uh, plenty of that, but uh, they're going to create more entrepreneurs as well, right? Imagine, you know, uh, your favorite chef in the neighborhood can now run a sweetie kitchen or whatever, right? And all the person has to do is really cook. Uh, everything else is taken care of. Uh, things like that uh, could be amazing, and uh, yeah, I mean, this will definitely be interesting. And uh, thanks to Swiggy, I mean, they've saved my butt uh, last year. <laughs> that's interesting. All right, um, so next topic, we want to highlight news from this week. Uh, Flipkart group is close to acquiring Traveler Hotel booking platform, CHS, as a Walmart owned e-commerce brand and in the corporation of hospitality segment. Uh, the cash and stock deal, uh, which is having CHS at almost $40 million. The, this acquisition also allows Flipkart to now have a direct play in the Traveler hospitality segment, which it was offering earlier to partnerships on its platform. The acquisition also allows Flipkart to process financial services and travel for insurance and payment for travel bookings for CHS. Uh, in September 2020, we had Tiger's Liberty General Insurance to provide travel insurance for flights uh, booked on its platform. Uh, 
Thank you.